Right now, someone is building a better blockchain. Right now, someone is coding something revolutionary that will disrupt an entire industry. Right now, crypto is moving into the mainstream. Now, it might not feel like it because it's been a tough year as far as prices are concerned. But step by step, inch by inch, moment by moment, the blockchain world is moving forward. It's a technology juggernaut that won't be stopped. Today, we're pleased to feature companies that intend to be a significant part of this revolution, and you won't want to miss a moment. You'll be glad you listened to this sponsored Crypto Spotlight edition of the Bad Crypto Podcast. tomorrow right now you're like the uh, van hagar you, you don't think that song was going through my mind as i wrote this i know that i'm pretty sure that it was but i typed in right now lyrics and it pops in right now by akon yeah so oh. we were getting old it's like they didn't even know van halen was supposed to be the right answer yeah well the right now was actually right three decades ago <laughs> yeah i guess it was Right, 28 years ago. Dun, 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 dun. And we're feeling old on this episode of the Bad Crypto Give me Podcast. Give to lose the rhythm. The show for the crypto curious and the crypto rock and rollers. As, as Mr. Joe commutes me. It, it's uh, not unusual for us to uh, break into song. It's not unusual for us to break into song. Well, I knew now, that was really, if, you, if you wasn't going to do that, then I was going to have to do that. That's like Thank 50 you. years, like Tom Jones. You know, in the day, he was the one that the women, like, they swooned for him. Mm-hmm. Young Tom Jones, he was. Well, he would woo. wear super tight jeans, and Tom Jones is apparently packing. And so, like, they love Mr. Tom Jones. It's like, there was a joke way back in the day. It was like, um, it's like, uh, so the two kids go to the beach. And uh, he's like, they're trying to get all the women. And so every time this guy goes up to the women, they would run away from him. And and he goes to do his brother. And he goes, hey, man, he goes, you told me to put a potato in my pants. And I would get all the girls. He said, yeah, but don't put the potato in the back. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's that's great. That's I, a bad joke. That I is a that's a good bad joke. Though. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> uh, welcome everybody to the show. Here I'm Joel Com. He's Travis Wright with the potato butt jokes right there. And uh, we're glad you guys are here for this crypto spotlight edition. This is the 47th episode of the show where we have interviewed uh, founders of crypto companies, most of them in pre-ICO or an ICO, but occasionally some of them in existing projects. And they want to talk to you. They want to let you guys know what they're doing. And this is, you know, we never, we don't sell you guys anything and we don't ask for money. We don't have, we have a Patreon account, but we never really promote it. Our show is supported purely by sponsors. And, you know, we love the sponsors that come on the show because they're doing really epic stuff with blockchain. I mean, these are companies that are building unique products and projects via the blockchain. And we've had so many conversations and very rarely do projects overlap. And I find that interesting. There's so many different uses for blockchain. And then here are a couple more today that are doing unique things. 
Mm -hmm. And these are sponsored interviews, so we never make recommendations on this show. Uh, We don't even recommend to one another what we should buy publicly, at least. Sometimes Mr. Travis Wright says, Mr. Joel, come. You should go and buy some of that there uh, Dragon Chain, and then Dragon Chain goes down too. Right, right. Um, We are not financial advisors. We don't even advise you listen to our show. Well, we like when you do, though. We like it when you do, but we certainly don't advise it. It 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 um, warms the cockles of my heart. In fact, it's only those moments that I remember that my heart even has cockles that need to be warmed. And so we we attempt to vet the companies that want to appear on the show. There's many of them that we turn away just because we don't want them to talk to you guys. We we just we don't see that they're doing good things. When you hear about all of the scams in the crypto space, the ones that we don't put on, those are the ones that we think could be scams or just not worthy of your time or our time or anybody's time. That's yeah. why we only bring you ones that are worthy of your time. And yeah, Mr. that's Cole what we think. Mm-hmm. And so we're being compensated, full disclosure, that the interviews you're hearing are paid for by the companies that are being interviewed. We think that you're going to enjoy the content because they're doing some pretty cool stuff. And so let's uh, let's get into it. Here's the first one. Boom. Go. Mr. Travis Wright, we're going to put you on the blockchain. What do you think of that? No. Yeah. Well, we it's actually already are. We already are. We've been tokenized. Well, yeah, I'm still waiting to see what comes out of that. But the uh, your DNA can be put on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. What would you think of, of that genomic data encryption? Well, we've had a conversation about this before. I believe we had somebody like the company Shavom on once upon a time. And there's some other companies that are that are talking about this. That's one thing that kind of scares me about you know, the, you know, the genomics and having other companies have my data, right? Like Mm -hmm. I didn't want to use 23andMe because I knew that the CEO of 23andMe is Sergey Brin of Google's wife or was the wife at that time. And, and so I was like, "Eh, I don't know if I want Google to have all my genomes. And, Mm -hmm. but I do like the idea of, of our next guest here, because it's talking about how this is secure. You can maintain privacy of, all your data, because I would love to know my genomic background. I, I've I already bought the twenty three and Me thing. I just never sent it in because I got a little sketched out. But I love it if there's fact that I can have if it's trustworthy and I can have privacy of mine and I can sh- ensure that nobody gets my data that I don't want them to have my data. Then I'd be all about it because I would like to know my genetic makeup. I'd like to know where I maybe have some vulnerabilities, but I don't want other people to know where my vulnerabilities are. You know, that is what EncryptGen intends to do. We have with us Dr. David Kopsell. I hope I pronounced your name right, David. If I didn't, you'll correct me. He is the co-founder and CEO of EncryptGen. It's E-N-C-R-Y-P-G-E-N.com. Welcome to Bad Crypto, Dave. Thanks very much. Did I get the name right? More or less. Yeah, that's one of the better ones. Which was it, more or less? I always want to know. <laughs> Capsule, but I've you know I've heard every permutation. Nice. So you know what Travis brings up is you know really important. The whole twenty three and me of having your your DNA out there where it could be made for sale is pretty scary stuff. Well, yeah, a lot of people are nervous about it, but you know the raw genomic data is really not what you should be concerned about. It's the connecting that raw genomic data. You know the the string of uh, GATCs uh, together uh, with 
stuff about you. So you're where you live, who you are. So when it's de-identified, it's really, it's really not um, dangerous to you. It's not I prefer my, uh, I like my genomic data cooked, not raw. <laughs> Yeah, you you should have it a little cooked. You should um, um, actually you should separate the the data from the metadata, and uh, then it's then it's going to be safer for you. So that's one of the things we do. Actually, we, our our platform takes the raw genomic data and keeps that separate from data about you. You know your your um, geographic location, for instance, uh, uh, and things that could re-identify you. That's what you really want to worry about is as that re-identification and we help to prevent that through how we built our platform that's very interesting so like what kind of information are you able to tell a person once you you go through and you map the genome i know a lot of people have probably heard of the you know i know you can go to ancestry.com and get your genome or 23andme and there's some other ones but what are some of the key pieces of information that you guys are able to pull and and why does it matter to the person who's who's getting their genome ran uh, to the, how does that information helping them well hel- helping them is a big question so a lot of the consumer genetic testing right now is what i would call recreational or sort of cosmetic it's not really going to um tell you a lot that's going to help with your health for the most part but you over time we're, Mongolian we're, or something right you know all that yeah it's going to tell that. you your ancestry stuff like that um, but it, we're getting better at understanding uh, it's the relationship of that data to your health. Uh, like now we can, you know, know with greater certainty, you know, at what age you're going to die of a heart attack or things like that. Um, but even more uh, uh, relevant right now, you know, what medications are going to be uh, helpful for you and which ones are going to be useless for you. That's actually, you know, my co-founder is my wife, Dr. Vanessa Gonzalez. She's in pharmacogenomics, and that's where a lot of really interesting work's getting done. Mm, super smart people dealing with things that we'll never deal with, Travis, because it's above my pay grade. Uh, well, I'm never going to die. I now have, I've, I've, uh, we're, we're tokenized. Well, <laughs> it, see, I, I'm never going to give you up. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, just, call, just call me Rick Astley. So you guys are launching the DNA token, which is your method of exchange of the data that's going to be on your platform. Let's talk a little bit about how that works and some of the features of the gene chain. Sure. Actually, we we already launched it. The DNA token has been available now for almost a year. Um, oh, wow. It started as a, a, a token on our, on our uh, platform, which is built on multi-chain. And no exchange in their right mind uh, wanted to host a multi-chain token. It's a great platform for building blockchains, but uh, you know it's a difficult platform to integrate um, tokens uh, into exchanges. So we uh, created a duplicate uh, token, an ERC20 token that launched uh, just, as I said, about a year ago and converted all of the multi-chain tokens out there to, to ERC20 tokens. So the, the the token serves as the currency for exchange of genomic data. And what we're, what we're building is a really a free market. So, you know, you can take your 23andMe uh, test. Actually, you can do that now. It's already that part of the platform works. You can go and upload it at my.encryptgen.com and then add as much or as little uh, profile data um, that might be of use uh, for researchers to search for. Um, and then set a price in DNA tokens and see who comes along and buys it. Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, You know, because this is a really interesting space because, you know what, there's so many different things that can be done with the data. You can help prevent sickness. You can know what's going to be potentially coming and, you know, a lot of great stuff from that. So 
What are what are some of the benefits of this uh, being on blockchain and how is the blockchain helping maybe protect and secure this data? Well, the you know, one of the things scientists need is more access to more data. And a lot of people are growing more nervous about the way that companies like 23andMe and Ancestry deal with that data. So we wanted to create an alternative where they could um, safely store the data and uh, we separate the, as I said, the raw genomic data is separated from uh, the profile data. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, we, we have a blockchain that helps to secure the data by only revealing the, uh, the private keys, really, and a little bit of the metadata so that searchers, when they're searching, are, are not able to connect the raw genomic data to, uh, to anything which could re-identify you. And, and you know, this is a, this is really becoming a concern for people who realize that you know over the last several years we've been putting out a lot of our um, identifiable data uh, in ways that we didn't really realize or were concerned about until some of the recent hacks and uh, misuses. Like, like what? Uh, give us uh, some illustrations of what's happened. Sure. Well, I, I think the Cambridge Analytica um, issue with Facebook, where people they were gathering data about people and not really revealing to the the people who are submitting that um, data what their uses of that data were going to be. And you know, there's it's true for a lot of our our Google profile data and other sorts of data we've been used to filling in in various forms or click-through contracts online. Do you know what I find interesting is that Google actually removed from their mission statement, don't be evil. They actually took that out. Like, is that not make it clear? They actually removed it. Uh, But yeah, no, this is, uh, I think people are getting savvy now. People are really starting to realize that um, maybe we've given away a little uh, more of ourselves than we want. And and I'm seeing a lot of interest from people, especially people like you who are interested in genomics but afraid of the misuse of that data, um, that, you know, now I can – now I ha- have some alternatives. And as I know you've uh, mentioned a couple of our competitors out there who have come along more recently and are trying to provide an alternative. Well, this is uh, because there's a market for it. There's clearly a desire. Yeah, there doesn't have to be just one, right? I mean, there, there's plenty of room for competition in this and in every Absolutely. space. In fact, competition is healthy because it pushes everybody to uh, to be the best. So let's talk a little bit about the technology then. And, you know, you guys have been around already and the token is being exchanged. Where are you at in Where's this going, uh, technologically speaking? So we've been at it for almost two years now. And, and since then, we've built, I'd say, 90% of the platform. So we've got, um, there's a lot of complex stuff that has to happen for this data to be useful. And, and that's what we're doing. We're um, uh, taking in the raw genomic uh, data files from various consumer tests. We're indexing that. So the scientists, there's a lot of boring scientific fields in there that, uh, you know, you and I aren't interested in, but people like uh, my wife are interested in, uh, um, and we need to be able to take in files from different types of um, tests and, and make sure that they align so that scientists could search across them. Uh, so we're doing that now. And we've built, as I said, we've already released the, the um, token, and the token is interacting with our blockchain. Um, the, the, the only part that's really missing from our platform now is the the buy button. So you can go create your profile. You can uh, um, fill in some um, data. You can upload your um, file. In fact, uh, uh, shortly, uh, even people who haven't uploaded genetic 
data files, scientists will be able to search them and tell them, hey, listen, it would be a great idea for you to upload your file. I'd like to buy it probably. And then uh, in the next few weeks, we'll be including the buy button, which uh, fully integrates the blockchain um, transactions uh, into our platform. So, you know, we'll have people searching and buying data. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things is like, I, I would love to know what future elements I'm, I'm susceptible to based on my blood type and my DNA and all this other stuff. And I think there's a lot of value in that once you get past sort of, as you were talking about, sort of the cosmetic uses of this data, there's a whole lot of, of really interesting use cases for this. So are there, uh, what are some of the other things that you maybe would like our audience to know about the EncryptGen project, maybe your roadmap, um, maybe some other information about where you guys are headed. You mentioned, you know, you're about 90% done with your technology. How long do you believe until you, the main net launches is here and maybe some other information we'd like to know? Sure. Um, so, you know, the, the platform we built can be used for a couple of things. One we anticipate is people are going to uh, just store their data um, and share it with their doctors when they're, when they're able or ready. Um, but if you're interested in monetizing it, you can do that um, within the next few weeks when people will be able to search and buy it. It's, it's important for your healthcare for a number of reasons. And as I said, you know, the, the, one of the main use cases right now is understanding what drugs uh, uh, you should or should not be able to uh, use in various treatments. The, the pharmacogenetic genomics is, a, is an advancing science. But um, in your general healthcare, we anticipate in the next few years, genomic tests and, and your genetic data are going to be really important for caring for you uh, up until, you know, your old age, if you make it that far. Well, we're, you know, one of the things we're, we're most excited about um, is that our model is a fully tokenized model. We had originally intended to sell nodes uh, or access to nodes to companies that would be searching for a lot of data. Um, but we realized early on that, you know, if we're going to do blockchain, we're going to go all in. We're going to do this in a way that fully uh, implements the token and makes that central to the the platform. So, uh, as I said, it's a free market um, in genomic data, and, and our only profits are going to come from uh, taking a, a commission off every sale of data. Uh, the, and, you know, I've, I've been crunching numbers on this now for quite a while. If... You know, if you, we were to be able to monetize data at a rate, even uh, a fraction of the rate that um, 23andMe does that, uh, we'll be, you know, we'll be in the black uh, pretty quickly. It's not going to take too much. So right now, we're, 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 our goal is by the end of this year to get 5,000 people to upload their, their 23andMe data or Ancestry data or Helix data. Uh, and fill out a profile and set a price, and and that'll that'll take us into profitability really really quick. And where are you guys building your community at? Is it uh, Telegram, or do you have some other sites where you're interacting with uh, interested people? Uh, well, we started on Slack long ago. That's how old we are. Mm -hmm. uh, we, and uh, after Slack was t turned out to be a not a very handy platform for this sort of uh, um, community, we migrated to discord so we got a more than a thousand people in our we're a tiny group you know it's a family-run company but uh we're really dedicated and and uh people who've been with us now for more than a year have uh really thrown their support behind us and and continue to um you know continue to interact with us on a daily basis which is great um so we're mostly in uh discord but we have a telegram group uh we have a large following in twitter and it's organic we now, we didn't uh, purchase any followers, so it's exciting that it's up uh, over 4,000 now. 
Um, and I'd also have been doing um, uh, regular video updates to the community. At first, I started doing those on Facebook. If you go to, oh, we have a large Facebook following too. If you go there, you can look at the archive of my video updates over the over the year and a half we've been around. And um, now we're doing it on our official YouTube channel. Uh, so you can see the latest updates on our YouTube channel. Encryptgen.com. Uh, Dr. David, thanks so much for joining us today. You guys can go check out the website there. And if you go to products, you'll see the beta of the gene chain and uh, links so that you can upload uh, your own DNA data to the gene chain customer portal. And uh, best of luck with uh, your project. Thanks so much. I really like when I see companies that are using blockchain that make it easy to do something from an application. I mean, we've just got so accustomed to our smartphones, and I use my iPhone for so many different apps. Uh, it makes sense that crypto would be there as well. And what if I could mine on my phone? That'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it, Trev? You know, it, it would be. It's interesting. You know, I think part of the problem has always been the gatekeepers, right? Does Apple let them through? Does Android let them through? Android normally will let them through, but certain aspects Apple won't. And so that's why there's not been any real crypto mining. I know Ethereum or not Ethereum, Electronium uh, was doing that. They have an app that kind of does it, but it's not actually mining on the mobile phone. So, yeah, it's an interesting concept. And I would love to uh, to learn more about this. Well, you're going to because we've got Kayesh Vora with us. He is the CEO of Free Cash, and that is the website, Free Cash, but it's Freeka.sh. So just put the period after the A there, and it'll take you to the website. And they are an online casino with a, with a hitch. You don't deposit cash or crypto, but you use mining to generate your credits. So uh, interesting. Welcome, Kayesh. Hi, thanks, guys. Uh, we're we're glad you're here, and you're coming to us from Singapore today. That's your home, correct? That's right. A pleasure to be on the podcast. Very good, Kayesh. Is that Bitcoin, Kayesh? <laughs> it can be if you want it to be. Don't call it B Kayesh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, what is uh, what is free cash, and and what you guys are doing that's so unique in the space? So we're bringing a really user-friendly interface uh, to mining so that now whoever wants to get involved uh, with mining has a very easy way to start with it. On top of it, we're putting uh, a casino game, right? So one of the issues I had when I was mining was that it would take a long time for you to get a payout. Uh, and at least with, with this infrastructure, now as you're mining, you can gamble your hashes against the house or against other players uh, so that you can... You have, a, you have a chance to win more of that mining out and cash out big without putting any money into crypto whatsoever. Yeah, you know, typically I'm I'm not a a fan of promoting uh, gambling apps on this show, but when it was presented to me by uh, by our team that you know this is not people um, making deposits, you know, gambling away their social security. Basically, you you mine your tokens, and then you can play with those tokens to try to parlay them into more. Well, exactly. Uh, so, you know, one of the 
One of the other issues is that gambling uh, requires you, as you said, to put deposits in, and that can be risky. It can be it can be dangerous to people that uh, they get involved with it. Whereas, with what we're doing is we're saying, hey, there's zero deposits at all. Uh, you can you can play this from your computer, from your mobile phone, uh, and you there's there's no way you can lose. Uh, so yeah, you're expending a small amount of power on it. Uh, but we don't ask you to get any specialist equipment. We don't ask you to to invest anything above what you currently have to get into the game. Yeah, it's very interesting. That was going to be one of my questions. I was like, Mr. Joel Kahn, this is gambling. How did this get past your radar? Yeah, well, that, that's exactly how, because you, you're not depositing um, cash. You're basically winning a, an in-app currency that then you can use to play the game. Is that how, uh, is this going to be an iOS and an Android app? Have you already worked through getting this into the uh, the app stores? So the app stores, uh, I think, will take some time for us to navigate into. So the way we're starting is that you can play it directly on our website. So there's no software to install if you don't want to. And then it make, it's compatible again with anything that will run Chrome, for example. Um, so you can just hit the URL and you can start playing. Uh, we've already got the the bones of our Android app up and running, uh, so that when you when you plug it into charge, it'll give you the option uh, that while it's charging, to use a little bit of processing power as well uh, to keep mining in the background for you. With with iOS, it may take a little bit longer. They have a lot more security restrictions, but that doesn't mean you can't run it on your desktop. I have a question around this because, like, I'll I'll be honest, Cash. The first time I see free cash, free cash. Like immediately, like something triggers in me, like, oh, this is going to be a scam. <laughs> and so, you know, it's just the name of it, right? Oh, free cash and gambling and whatnot. So you got you got a couple of, of words that you're playing with that is, uh, you know, Google. And, and I think some of these other sites are going to maybe it's going to maybe trigger some, you know, some skepticism. How do you intend to maybe overcome that? No, look, I think you're spot on, right? Um, we, we get a lot of spam either through our physical mailbox or even an email touting lots of things as free. Um, one of the reasons why we went for the name was because we're not just localized into English language territories. We, we will have players from other territories coming to the game and also engaging with it. So we wanted two words that were understandable in pretty much any language. Uh, and free, I think everybody understands. It doesn't matter where you go. Uh, and cash as well. People associate that with, with physical money, so it's it's easy to put them together and make it work. Uh, the the scam part of it, as, as you pointed out, the only way I think today anything gets past any of our barriers is through social referral. So we are intending on designing it in such a way that you are motivated to share this with your peers because mm. at least if you send it, you know, if, if Joel sends it to Travis and you say, look, Travis, check this out. I'm playing it. It seems perfectly fine. Uh, and I've won something off it. Then, Travis, you'll be a lot more engaged. You'll be far more interested to actually give it a shot. So we're really relying on, on our community as well as our, our players that, again, don't have to, don't have to deposit anything, uh, but are benefiting from the game. Yeah, it, it's kind of, you know, Travis, I kind of see this very similar to um, uh, Kin in some respect, right? And that you're taking surveys and you're, you know, you're basically getting paid, you're winning mm -hmm. crypto, which you could then use in the app to to get rewards. So what happens here with the token? Let's say I, I win a stack of uh, tokens. What is your token called? It's the... It's the prize token. Uh, the prize token. Okay, so let's say I win a fat stack of prize tokens. Um, what do I do with them? 
So in the game, we'll have a like a checkout area. So uh, from the checkout area, you can check out if you win enough credits in the game, you can check out directly with with prize crypto. Uh, but there's also a whole other part of the checkout area where the sponsors or the advertisers to the game will be offering their goods in exchange for the prize token. So the idea behind the game is that we're targeting having millions of players on because it's meant to be really user-friendly to get involved with. Uh, so we'll have loads of regular players coming in uh, and there'll be targets for advertisers who want to get their products out in front of them. So this may be e-commerce shops or it could be other consumer goods products and they'll be giving them away in exchange for the price tokens. And that's actually one of the fundamental components of the economics around the price token. You can't actually gamble back with the price token. So, so once you cash out, then we consider that real money and we don't accept any money onto the platform. So you can't even deposit our own token back into the game. So you have to use this token to say, right, now I'm going to exchange it. I'm going to swap it out for, you know, it might be like a new mobile phone. It could be actually be gold pieces. We're in discussions with jewelers right now uh, that want to get in front of people because they see these people as great, great candidates for understanding more about their brand and where they're positioned. So advertisers want to get in front of people. The price token has to be purchased by the advertiser so that they can then buy ad slots. And what we do is when to make sure the advertiser is serious and to make sure also that the free cash team doesn't become a central point for all these tokens. When the advertiser purchases the tokens from the market, they have to send them to a contract which will burn them. And then that the burning of those tokens exposes the ad slot to the advertiser. And then from that, the players can use that contract to also cash out with the prizes. You know, there's some clever mechanics, it sounds, built into this. From the fact that, you know, I like the, the whole idea that you are, you know, you're sort of covering your ass in a way that, you know, people are not buying in. They have to earn their tokens to be able to even play with them. And you have the these advertisers, the ability to buy the prize token, use that to incentivize players within the game so that they can earn more crypto so that we can actually play the games within your system. It's cool. Uh, how far along is the technology today? I mean, how how far along is the roadmap and, and, and how close are you to full launch? So we built the uh, the first round of our mobile mining infrastructure. Mobile mining is a little bit uh, difficult because you pay some penalties with the fact that you don't have uh, really, uh, really hooked up uh, mining machines generating high hash rates. So you pay a penalty with low hash rates coming in. So we have to try and structure the way uh, we we break up the problem and distribute it to the miners. So we've got the first pass of that done, uh, and we are we're kind of trying to scale that out to make it a lot more stable. We've also partnered with leading game operators as well. So you know, our team, uh, we aren't. It's got, got to be admitted, we, we are not amazing game production personnel, and, and we know where our weaknesses are. Uh, so we've partnered with some of the leading game developers today uh, that produce these casino games for other large online casinos. And we've uh, we've built the interfaces into their systems. The great part about this is that their games are also regulated. So every, everything we're doing, we're trying to make sure we're above board. So uh, the games are regulated by the EU regulator uh, for gambling. So that means they've got a fair payout system. Uh, our company is incorporated in Malta, and we're also going to be going through the the new BFA process. Uh, which has been prescribed by the Malta Financial Services Authority. So the whole ICO will also be regulated. And Malta regulates online gaming as well. 
So every single part of that is uh, is pretty much done. Uh, we're waiting for our for our gaming license, uh, which is a process. So we have to take some time to do that. Uh, but from the technology stack point of view, we have the POC and everything ready, uh, and we are hoping to do full launch by January. So uh, I'm looking at the website here, and you guys could check out uh, a lot of information at freecashfreeca.sh. You can get freaky with free cash, and it says here that the advertisers will burn the tokens. So that's going to take them out. You know, they'll be mined, but then they'll be taken out of circulation when they're redeemed. Uh, talk a little bit about the ICO and uh, how somebody would participate as you ramp this thing up. Sure. So we're currently in private sale uh, and you know that will last for another 30 to 45 days. It's a little bit flex on the private sale because Malta is releasing uh, the regulatory requirements for uh, retail ICO, and we're targeting being one of the first uh, regulated retail ICOs as well. Uh, so the private sale is running now, and the retail uh, will likely come online uh, mid-October is the current estimate. And at that point, you'll be able to hit our website and get involved directly uh, with uh, with the ISO cabinet that's up there. Um, so we're, we're really looking forward to having... Uh, any questions from the community, come to us and ask us more about these tokens and how the ICO will function. All the details of the token split uh, is up there. Uh, the team is really heavily invested. So we have uh, a nice long vesting period for our tokens as well. And you know, we're putting 75% of the tokens to uh, out for sale with 5% for advisors and 5% for marketing and airdrops. And then there's only 15% left for the team. So the team is really heavily incentivized to make sure that we make this work really well. I want to ask about this because you're the players are able to earn their game credits by actually mining CPU coins like Monero and Electronium, and you're creating this free cash mining pool. Now, how does that mining pool work? Because So you're actually using real power to mine Monero and Electronium, sort of like distributed mining, and then that goes into the free cash mining pool. And then how is that sort of distributed? So... As soon as we achieve a Coinbase event from any of the mining, we go to market and try and swap that out back for the free cash to, um, for the price token, right? So what happens is the, the, the players will mine, the mining pool will achieve its event. It will then spend some time trying to look on exchanges to identify the best price for the price token and then swap the XMR or the Electronium or whatever it is we've mined, because it'll be kind of flex in, in, in what it uses, depending on liquidity and, and market rate. And then it'll swap that back out for the price token. So the price token then goes back into the, the smart contract that is held uh, by the free cash game. And it's held there for the players that want to cash out. So every single hash that is counted for inside the game as a game credit is backed by price token. So it's kind of like being a small bank. So we're, we're like a wallet for players. And then we will back that with whatever is mined out of the pool. Excellent. Well, best of luck to you as you uh, move forward with your project. Where are you asking people to connect with you for community? Telegram would be, I think, the first place to start. Right. So then that way they can engage real time with the team uh, and ask any questions they have uh, and get involved with the community overall. Fantastic. I want to win some prize, Mr. Travis Wright. Well, good luck. Some of that prize. <laughs> well, you prize tokens for everyone. You Thanks, lose, Bitcoin. Guys. 
<laughs> Thank you, Bitcoin Kayash. <laughs> Thanks, guys. She's a lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's a. I still got Tom Jones going through my head there. Yeah, you should probably get Tom Jones out of your head. <laughs> Tom, get out of my head, Tom Jones. Yeah. Well, you know, I had already heard these interviews because I was there when we did them. So, you know, while you guys were listening, I was just, you, you know, reminiscing. Tom Jones? I was reminiscing. And anyway, I, I hope you guys enjoyed those, uh, you know, projects from all over the map. That's what we try to bring you from all over the blockchain space. And really going to be fun a few years from now to look at this long list of companies that we've brought to you the citizens of the republic of bad cryptopia and which ones you know emerged victorious as the winners which ones truly disrupted their space and turned it on its ears and which ones ended up you know being like a lot of startups and fading off into the distance Mm -hmm. that's what's interesting about this is it's like you know angel vest angel investing 2.0 it's like, here's which one of the projects are going to take off and be awesome because, you know, even with the um, the the tech bubble back in 1999, 2000, I mean, there was a few that are some of the wealthiest companies in the world now. I mean, Amazon came out of that and it's worth over a trillion dollars now, right? Mm-hmm. Apple wasn't founded then, but Apple was pretty low around those times. I mean, I remember Apple being as low as like $11 in the year 2001, <laughs> I mean, yeah. seriously. And then, then that was before they launched the iPod. And I, and I remember I bought some of that and I was like, man, if, if this is the technology they're coming up with, it was the, the iMac that had the half dome. It was like a half globe at the bottom. Then it had a flat screen TV on it. And I was like, man, this is really nice. If this is the technology they're coming out with, I cannot even imagine what they're going to do in the future. And they became the very first trillion dollar business. And then Amazon's the second trillion dollar business how long until we get to a trillion dollar market cap in crypto mr joel com well i uh don't know but i hope soon sooner than later would would make me happy would make everybody happy it would make us go yeah we'd all be super happy and we're happy that you guys listen to the show thanks again for tuning into the bad crypto podcast please tell a friend about the show got some really great content coming your way we've been getting interviews done ahead of time and we can't wait to unleash them to uh, to you and the rest of the world so make sure you're subscribed following review us and um, send us copious amounts of crypto if you decide that you don't want to hodl anymore yeah if you don't want to hodl it i mean i think probably joel would take some of it i'd, I'd be happy to take your doge coin because uh, one doge still equals one doge that is true. Um, I think at the at the Litecoin Summit, we actually met a Dogecoin millionaire. At least that's what his hat said. <laughs> he was definitely a Dogecoin enthusiast, no doubt mm-hmm. about it. That's for sure. All right, we'll catch you guys next time. You know what to do. Starbird. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's 
and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.